If you're a leader or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb. And this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Jeff, here's a statement for you to consider. You can learn new things, but you can't really change how intelligent you are. Would you say you mostly agree or disagree with that statement? I would have to mostly disagree with that statement. I, I think there are probably limits, but I also think that intelligence is much more malleable than we tend to appreciate or acknowledge, or, or maybe I'm just being hopeful about my own intelligence. <laughs> okay, well, here's another statement. No matter what kind of person you are, you can always change substantially. Mostly agree or mostly disagree. Now, that one I emphatically agree with. Um, I think you can definitely change the kind of person you are substantially, primarily through learning. Well, Jeff, as you know, those statements that I just asked about appear in the book Mindset, published by Dr. Carol Dweck in 2007. And we're going to devote this episode, episode 188 of the Leading Learning Podcast, to talking about mindset, with a capital M as in the book, and mindset little m as in the idea. That's right. And we thought, why not go with a question and answer format for the episode? Why not indeed? Yes. And the first question we'll address is simply... What is mindset? So Dweck's research and and work have become well-known in the dozen years since mindset came out. So I'm guessing many listeners are familiar with the term mindset. And even if it happens to be a new term, it's actually, I think, pretty self-explanatory. Mindset is the frame of mind, the perspective that we bring to anything we do or experience in life, whether that's something on the job, at home, something professionally, something socially, something intellectually. And listeners might also know that Dweck says there are two mindsets, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, you believe your qualities are carved in stone. A growth mindset, on the other hand, is founded on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through your efforts. So in other words, the growth mindset believes intelligence can be developed, and the fixed mindset believes intelligence is static. And um, there's a really nice graphic that Nigel Holmes developed based on Dweck's work, and we'll make sure to put that in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at leadinglearning.com slash episode 188. Uh, The graphic is a really nice quick summary of the fixed versus the growth mindset. Now, to talk a bit about how those mindsets play out, let's circle back to those statements that I asked about at the very beginning of the episode, Jeff. Dweck uses those statements as a a way for individuals to self-assess their own mindset. So that first statement, you can learn new things, but you can't really change how intelligent you are, that conforms to a fixed mindset. Right. And the other statement you asked me about, uh, no matter what kind of person you are, you can always change substantially. That reflects a growth mindset. And now that we've covered what mindset is, let's move on to question number two. How does mindset relate to learning? Growth mindset ties directly to learning. Uh, Dweck herself writes, the belief that cherished qualities can be developed creates a passion for learning. That is, if you believe you can change and always change substantially and that your own efforts make that change possible, you're going to embrace the potential of learning. And so it seems that those of us who work in learning businesses should 
by default, embrace the growth mindset. And yet... And yet, that doesn't always happen. It's important to recognize that, that we bring different mindsets to different circumstances. So, you know, something I wrote about in 10 Ways to Be a Better Learner and that I continually see in myself and in others is that we may have a growth mindset in many areas of our lives, maybe even most areas, and yet be stymied by a fixed mindset in others. Yeah, I, I see that in myself and in others as well. And, and Dweck makes the point that as individuals, we're usually not entirely of the fixed mindset or entirely of the growth mindset. So I, I might have a growth mindset about my ability in a sport. You know, I might think I can practice tennis and I can get better, but I might have a fixed mindset about my ability with music. I might tell myself there's no way I can learn to play the violin at this point in my life. I think you can. I think you can because, you know, one key to becoming a better learner is to ferret out those fixed mindset areas and where appropriate, replace them with a growth mindset. Um, And I think it's common for both learning business professionals and learning businesses to feel, for example, that they have a growth mindset as relates to creating effective education. That's something they feel confident about. They, they, can, they can always improve there and, and do a good job at it. But then they feel that they have no abilities um, and, and no real capacity for growth when it comes to something like marketing, which of course is so essential for success as a learning business. Yeah, and I think there's um, another variation of this kind of mixed mindsets, and and that's that um, we may have a a fixed mindset about our own ability in some area, but have a growth mindset for others in that area. So, you know, again, to use that violin example, I might think it's too late for me to take up the violin, but I might believe that my kids can learn any musical instrument they want as long as they just put in the time and the effort. Mm. And those of us working in learning businesses, um, we may judge our own abilities differently than those of the learners and customers that we serve. We might embrace, for example, the almost limitless possibilities of learning, that growth mindset, um, but then think that our learners are just never going to, to get it. They're not going to you know, understand that concept and, and embrace that growth mindset. Or maybe it's vice versa, that the learners, um, they can do anything if they'll just engage with those learning experiences we're creating for them. Um, but then at the same time, you know, we're thinking it's impossible to ramp up our learning business in, in new areas and to achieve the growth we'd like to with our learning business. And so as we're beginning to tease out here, you know, mindset applies to A, us as individuals, you know, to ourselves, B, to the learners that we serve, and C, to our learning businesses as entities. And and we want to talk about each of those groups, A, B, and C. And so our next three questions are, are going to address each of those groups. But before we get to that... We want to get into a grateful mindset and be sure to thank our sponsor... WBT Systems develops the industry-leading top-class LMS, which delivers transformative professional development experiences for education and certification programs. With a single point of support from in-house integration experts, top-class LMS easily integrates with a wide variety of systems to provide efficient administration and a unified learning experience. WBT supports organizations in using learning technology to help drive growth and membership, increase revenues, and enhance the learning experience. WBT believes in truly understanding your challenges and partnering with you to ensure the success of your education programs. Find out more at leadinglearning.com slash WBT. Definitely do pay a visit to WBT Systems. Uh, They help make the podcast possible. 
But now let's get back to the topic for this episode, mindset, and to another one of our questions. And uh, for this one, let's ask, how does mindset impact us personally? So I I think we've begun to address this. Um, Mindset has really huge ramifications because it's the, the backdrop for really everything that we do. It's the backdrop for how we engage with others, for how we learn, for what we choose to learn. But it's worth adding that the growth mindset uh, does come with a kind of perseverance. Um, Dweck writes, the passion for stretching yourself and sticking to it, even or especially when it's not going well, is the hallmark of the growth mindset. And so I think that's critical. The two mindsets see challenge, risk, and effort very differently. The the growth mindset embraces challenge and effort and and sees failure as an opportunity to learn and an opportunity to improve. The fixed mindset, on the other hand, sees challenge and effort as dangerous. You know, if if intelligence or social skills or, or whatever ability is is fixed, then working hard for something is a sign of inferiority. The the logic of the fixed mindset is if you're good at it, it should come naturally, effortlessly, immediately. Yeah, and the fixed mindset sees failure as forever. So if you have a fixed mindset and you fail at something, then you're bad at that thing. So it doesn't offer a whole lot of uh, opportunities for recovering. And that's that's versus a much more um, generous viewpoint from the growth mindset uh, that, you know, if you fail, you just did that thing badly that one time. And of course, you're going to be able to bounce back. And, you know, this view of setbacks is really just, it's so important because we know that challenge and effort are important aspects of learning. They're fundamental to it. You know, Think of the concept of effortful retrieval, for example. Yeah, yeah, an effortful retrieval. That that makes me think of Make It Stick, the, the science of successful learning that book. Yeah, and those authors mentioned WEC more than once, in fact, dozens of times uh, throughout the book, because they recognize how important mindset is to successful learning. And in fact, we'll be sure to link to an episode we did with Peter C. Brown, who is one of the co-authors of Make It Stick. I definitely go check that out. But in the meantime, let's move on to the fourth question, which is, how does mindset impact the learners you serve? So uh, first and foremost, I think mindset impacts the learners we serve in the same way that it impacts us. That means mindset determines the, the attitude that learners bring to a learning experience and the learner's mindset plays a, a huge part in how effective any learning experience can be. And it's important to recognize that, you know, mindset is not going to be even across groups of learners uh, we serve. So, you know, some learners will come uh, with a growth mindset. They're going to show up to your programs with that growth mindset, but others are going to show up with that fixed mindset. And and really, this adds a dimension to the, the concept of prior knowledge um, that Malcolm Knowles pointed out so many years ago. You know, not only do learners come to our offerings with different levels of expertise and experience on the subject matter, so that differing prior knowledge, but they also bring those different mindsets. Which adds another layer to teaching. It makes it extra tricky. But the good news is that people can be put into a growth mindset. And and doing that, putting your learners in the growth mindset, uh, strikes me, and, and I think probably you too, Jeff, as, as a potentially really powerful tool for learning businesses. So let's talk a little bit about how we might put learners in a growth mindset. Definitely. Um, so, you know, here are some, some pretty simple ideas. Um, one is 
to tell learners, um, just say it to them that, you know, whatever they're about to study can be learned and emphasize that. And then also emphasize that the learning experience you're offering is going to give them the chance to learn it. And kind of a, a related approach, maybe going slightly deeper, is, is to give the learners uh, an article. Uh, I know that Dweck ran tests where she gave um, research subjects a, a scientific article that described people who didn't have natural ability but uh, developed exceptional skills. And just reading that article was enough to put her uh, research subjects into a growth mindset for uh, at least a period of time. And so, um, you know, we can do something like that, give them an article to read. We can also put learners in the growth mindset um, through the messages that we send. And I'm thinking of things like setting rules and norms um, that often happens at the beginning of an instructor-led or, or facilitated experience. So you might have the instructor or facilitator stress that effort and contribution are, are what they're looking for from the, the learners and the, that they value that effort and, and contribution above the learner being right or doing something quickly. Yeah, definitely. And that kind of upfront work reminds me of Robert Cialdini and what he and I talked about in terms of persuasion in the learning context. Uh, we had an episode um, with Bob a, a while back. We'll be sure to link to that. But um, we discussed there that just putting a question like, do you consider yourself a committed learner on a slide before the start of a conference session. So it's just, you know, it's, it's up in the room. It's where people can see it as they're coming into the session. Just doing that can persuade those people in the room to think of themselves as lifelong learners and better prime them for the learning experience that they're about to engage in, make them more receptive to it. And you could further refine that slide um, to put uh, those people in the room into a, a real growth mindset by, you know, basically borrowing Dweck's question and putting something up there like, do you believe, no matter what kind of person you are, that you can always change substantially? Um, and you might want to put in parentheses, yes, there is something like that to, <laughs> to, further, to further prime them. Um, but in any case, you know, a, a simple a approach to getting people into that growth mindset in a learning experience. Right. And so those are great ways to, to prime and persuade. Um, and then, of course, you have to make sure that you uh, keep that uh, growth mindset um, front and center as you actually head into the learning experience. And so one aspect that I'm thinking of, for example, is feedback, because that's such a, a, a tricky area or can be a tricky area. And because one thing you need to do is that make sure that the feedback, you want to stress and praise learners' effort and, and the process that they go through to, to do something versus judging the learner's talent or intelligence. Um, and, and so you have to be careful about how you give that feedback and what you're stressing in the feedback. Um, now, I mentioned uh, facilitators and instructors when I was um, giving an example earlier, um, but I want to note that these approaches could, of course, apply to asynchronous online courses, too. You don't have to have a, a human um, delivering this, this growth mindset. Jeff, the example you gave of a, a slide, there's no human involved there. That's just up there. Um, you know, it could be easily the, you know, just having text and audio in an e-learning course, as long as what it's um, conveying is that growth mindset. Right. And, and we should, uh, you know, say there's a word of caution here. Um, just as we can put people in a growth mindset, we can also put them in a fixed mindset. So we do have to be careful. We need to make sure 
that those who are designing and delivering learning experiences know about the mindsets and understand uh, understand what triggers them. You know, so something that you 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 want to discuss, uh, in particular with your subject matter experts, if you're using those volunteer SMEs, for example, to to deliver sessions, make sure they understand this concept um, and make sure they understand that, um, for example, they need to know that labels. Um, can trigger the fixed mindset. Even positive labels can do this. So, you know, calling someone smart um, equates that person with their achievement or performance. To prompt a growth mindset, you you want to label it a little bit differently. You want to praise effort um, or way of thinking, saying that was a smart way to think about that problem. Um, That's very different from simply saying you're smart. Yeah, and on the label front, you know, you, you said even positive labels can can do um, uh, negative work, um, and and sometimes labels that just seem innocuous or just seem sort of fact based. Dweck points out that those can have a, a negative effect. Um, she cites research that shows that just checking a box to indicate race or sex can trigger a stereotype uh, in the learner's mind and lower test scores. Um, and so it, it's just important to think about. Whenever you're asking um, someone to to identify themselves, to label themselves, whenever you're labeling them, that can have an impact on the learner. Uh, and so, just keeping that in mind and being sensitive to it, um, and a lot of this can feed into to bias. And, and Jeff, I know you got to talk with uh, Howard and, and Shilpa about bias, so we should link to that um, episode in the show notes as well. Yeah, I think Howard Ross may may actually cite the same research um, in his book, Everyday Bias, um, but it definitely um, with, uh, with Howard Ross and uh, uh, Shilpa Alamachandani, we had a great episode. It's still one of the, um, the most popular ranking episodes in the, uh, if you look in the right rail of the, the leading learning site, it's been one of the, um, the most shared, very powerful episode and definitely connects into uh, mindset in, in so many different ways. So we want to move on to our penultimate question, but before we do, we want to thank our sponsor for this quarter. Community Brands provides a suite of cloud-based software for organizations to engage and grow relationships with the individuals they serve, including association management software, learning management software, job board software, and event management software. Community Brands' award-winning Crowd Wisdom Learning Platform is among the world's best LMSs for corporate extended enterprise and is a leading LMS for association-driven professional education programs. Award-winning Freestone, Community Brands' live event learning platform, is a leading platform for live learning event capture, webinars, webcast, and on-demand streaming. Find out more at leadinglearning.com slash communitybrands. Yes, do please check out Community Brands. And with that, we come to our penultimate question, which is, how does mindset impact our learning businesses? And I think that there's a very important way that mindset connects into learning businesses, connects into our learning business maturity model, because it it directly impacts one of the domains in that model, which is capacity. So how we perceive the capacity of our learning business and how we cultivate that capacity as leaders, so it also connects into the leadership uh, domain of the the learning business maturity model. you know, because as leaders, we, you know, we have the ability to influence the mindset of those who follow us. So, you know, it's going to influence capacity and it's going to influence our ability to cultivate capacity. So it's really, really critical. 
Yeah, and that point you made about uh, impacting leadership, um, you know, Dweck herself dedicates a chapter to to business mindset and leadership. And uh, probably no big surprise to listeners, um, Dweck finds that good leaders have a growth mindset usually, and that the fixed mindset actually tends to be toxic. You know, so this is where you have those companies with the kind of the big ego CEOs that tend to shut down, uh, you know, feedback and ideas and innovation from from those who serve under them. Yeah, definitely. Um, and another way this uh, kind of links back to capacity, and um, uh, I should say, we, we've done episodes on the learning business maturity model before and, and talked about these domains like capacity and leadership, so we'll definitely be sure to link to those. Also, we're going to have some very rich show notes for this episode, so definitely do um, go and, and check those out. But another danger of a fixed mindset uh, in an organization is that it, it tends to encourage groupthink. Um, and then that, of course, deprives the organization of the diversity of opinions and views that often yields insight into the market and also just the ability to, to solve the problems or come up with the innovations that are going to take your learning business forward. And so you can uh, self-assess at the organizational level, just as we opened um, today's uh, episode with a a couple of questions that help you gauge your own mindset. You can ask questions uh, about your organization to get uh, a feeling for the overall mindset there. So you might ask things like, how do you act towards others in your workplace? Do you believe that they can change? How do others act towards you? Do they believe that you can change? And it's it's incredibly uh, important. Um, I think so many times we come across organizations where there is a pervasive fixed mindset in, in, in many ways. There's not the belief in the organization that they can achieve what they want to achieve as an organization. Um, there, it's, it's almost an issue, and, and we'll have to, we may just need to do a, a whole episode on this at some point, but it's an issue of uh, low organizational self-esteem because um, they're stuck in that uh, that fixed mindset when they really need to be tapping the growth mindset. So incredibly, incredibly important. But for now, let's turn to our final question, and that is, what takeaways do we want to emphasize? And that might be kind of a cheat question, but uh, it's one that allows us to start wrapping up. So I'll emphasize that the growth mindset, excuse me, the growth mindset doesn't equal learning. Um, and by the same token, uh, a fixed mindset doesn't mean no learning. But a growth mindset does increase the odds that learning will happen, and a growth mindset increases the odds that that learning will stick. And I'll emphasize that the mindset um, that mindset uh, impacts multiple levels of what we do, how we act as, as learning businesses. You know that um, that embracing a growth mindset is good for our learners, uh, obviously. So they're going to really get the impact out of the learning experience. Um, it's good for our learning businesses. We talked about that uh, concept of capacity um, there, and and really impacting the capacity of the business. And then for us, um, uh, you know, as learning business professionals, and especially in our work as leaders of learning, mindset is just so important. So that brings us to the end of our look at Mindset, capital M, and lowercase m. To get show notes for this episode, go to leadinglearning.com slash episode 188. When you check out the show notes, you'll also see various options for subscribing to the podcast. If you're not subscribed yet, but you're getting value out of what you hear, we'd be truly grateful if you would subscribe. It really helps us get some data on the impact of what we're doing. 
We'd also be grateful if you would take just a minute to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, formerly known as iTunes. You can get to the right place by going to leadinglearning.com slash Apple. Jeff and I personally appreciate your rating and review, but more importantly, reviews and ratings play a big role in helping the podcast show up when people search for content on leading a learning business. And please do check out our sponsors for this quarter. The, you know, the, those sponsors are not just sponsoring this episode. They're also showing their support for the whole learning business sector. So find out uh, what WBT Systems has to offer at leadinglearning.com slash WBT. And find out more about community brands at leadinglearning.com slash community brands. Finally, please tell others about the podcast. You can send out a tweet by going to leadinglearning.com slash share. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash learning. You can like us and share us with others on Facebook. However you choose to do it, please spread the word about leading learning. Thanks again, and see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast. Podcast.